You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Thank You for Your Servers, a show which looks at the tech news of today, but from a libertarian perspective. Now here are your hosts, Thaddeus and Gary. Thank you for logging in to Thank You for Your Servers. I'm Thaddeus Preston, a.k.a. Nick Way. And as promised, my co-host in crime, Gary Guthrie, is back from the left coast. Glad to see you haven't burnt alive. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. We're, we're staying cool. I've uh, got my uh, nice red ale here. Just kind of oh, yeah. sipping, sipping, sipping. For those, of, for those of you, yeah, for those of you who are not privy to this we are a prototype or testing out the ability for us to be using StreamYard to eventually one day stream it live to youtube facebook and other platforms but right now we're just kind of playing around with the technology for thank you for your servers in the future i hope you know we'll be able to do a little bit more live but this is our weekly rants about the tech topics from a liberty perspective this and other podcasts are brought to you by the mlga network of podcasts again let's make liberty great again fam and with no further ado with my partner in crime back in the coast in the co-chair let's get into these tech topics first topic nerding out for a little bit light matter develops silicon photonics based ai system if this ain't straight out of star trek i don't know what is this this sounds just so so futuristic this it's very very incredible so um basically from their press release they announced they their artificial intelligence photonic processor so built for general purpose ai inference it's an accelerator chip it's supposed to greatly reduce energy consumption while at the same time greatly accelerating the ability for it to do matrix multiplication and, and, and math, which is essentially what a lot of these AI and machine learning algorithms truly rely on when they're doing these amazing things that we have come to be, be wowed at. This uh, was premiered at the Hot Chips Confab that was back in uh, August. We held off on this story because, you know, it, it, you know, one, I mean, it was, there were some other pressing things to really discuss, but like when you break down like the technology that exists, they're basically promising that this is a thousand times faster than the, than the electronic versions of this. So that's 10 X speed and they're using one X, a thousand X less power. Wow. So a single Mac at a microwatt in photonics versus a milliwatt in electronics. And, and a Mac is basically like a mathematical arithmetic uh, computation or something like that. I think that's, it's, it's just kind of a measure of the math it's doing and the amount of work it's putting in per mic per watt, or in this instance, microwatt to basically complete this operation. Um, this is this is a, there. There are lots of other companies out there that are, are are trying to get into this, but this is the first company that has basically been able to present what it has to a broader audience. Again, at this hot chips confab. So 
<clears throat> the reason to discuss this is is less about like what it does and explaining what it does. I barely understand what it does. I mean, you know, they're they're using you know mock Zender, uh, mock Zender infer- uh, inf- interferometer ferometry i always get this wrong you have diagnostics to do this and i always get it wrong <laughs> and um and, and so like it, it you know it's all this kind of basically you know shifting phases and based by virtue of the uh the destructive and constructive means of those phased optical signals you're basically doing basically matrix multiplication don't ex- don't ask me to explain how that's possible um all i know is it's effing cool and what it enables is what has basically been the the achilles heel going forward with ai as these models become bigger what you run into is not a moore's law uh limitation you run into like just pure energy and, and and consumption that is required to train these models if these chips can be used to basically um do some of the heavy lifting massively parallel that drives down the energy budget, the heat budget. It allows you to do more and then you can train much more massive machine learning models. Um, it's, it, it blew my mind that they even got this to market. I've been hearing about this company for a year. They're based out of Boston. They're, now, is it is it to market or are they still kind of in the... Uh proof of concept phase of this thing no 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 they have it in the hands of people oh they do okay um oh yeah yeah they have silicon for lack of a better word um to do it um and there are people um you know using it um they are pushing it out of fabs they they, so there are people actually using it and so um but it's kind of it's still kind of in in its beta phase um but they premiered the chip they basically says like hey you can you can mo- you can uh, manage your models with Onyx. You can use TensorFlow, uh, PyTorch. I mean, they they have the software already built, and basically they just push it through the what they call their Mars accelerator uh, photonic chip, and you know they're using it for image recognition, sentiment right. analysis, machine translation, recommendation, <clears throat> and yeah, they're they're this is this is in the wild now. They're not going to really have it mass produced until like late next year. But they have a lot of people, like I said, testing it out. Um, What's their target so audience right now? Be, is, it, is it like uh, education or government or what, what? No, their target audiences are basically these companies that are uh, in the business of building, training, and, and machine models and just basically ingesting lots of data and like, you know, into these machine models um, and doing very fast AI inference. So I could see like um, a Google... And, and, doing something with it right yeah i would i basically yeah if you if you have a data center for which it's it's becoming increasingly um like it's 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 a competitive advantage to have ai or at the very least the infrastructure to do or host models or even train ai models then you're you're in the business of this right because you a you want to drive that that cost curve down power wise yep this chip will help it now you know you know because it's it's you know it's an accelerator chip there's still silicon involved um you know um but it's a heterogeneous environment on the chip but where the lot of the heavy lifting is taking place is in this optical core 
And yeah, you want to drive down the cost of basically training models, training lots of models. And, you know, yeah, governments eventually, whatever, you're going to be able to take this and and do amazing things faster on chip and your power budget shrinks uh, substantially. Um, so it's the Mars phot photonic core. It's a 64 by 64 matrix by 64 element vector. Um, so 8K ops per cycle. Um, giga, uh, gigahertz uh, vector rate only uses a 50 milliwatt laser. It's only 8-bit signed, but like for the type of math that they're doing, they don't need crazy high precision. That's another thing that typically takes up a lot of you know, power mm. is the more precision you get, the more math you're having to do sure, to the sure. you know, 18th significant digit. Right. Um, and so they're think they're looking at things like, you know, 200 picosecond, uh, 200 picosecond latency, um, 90 nanometer, uh, process. So it's not the, it's not the five nanometer stuff that we're seeing coming out of the fabs that they're testing right now. But when you're moving, when you're moving that much data that quickly, um, it doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's still amazing that you're able to put that type of technology into a chip. Yeah. And this is going to be, this is, this is, this, this is these optimistic things that I keep trying to talk to people about in the time that we're in where like there's technology still pushing like this, these, as these chips get better, these are game changers. Yeah. Innovation is not even dead. Silicon is getting better. It'd be nice to see if there was a little more, I guess, tactical or practical tactical innovation going on, you know, more, more at a, at a reachable level from a lay person's standpoint, I think, I think it would give us a little more hope as a society, <laughs> but this is the kind of stuff that you and I geek about. And because of what it will inevitably enable now. Yeah, you're, you're right to the layman. This means nothing. Right. But in the future, when, you know, recommendation engines and, and, um, you know, faster analyses and better, you know, the ability to render things faster and better for, you know, gaming or the ability to like really just combine all the things that you're you know, the, the, the that the internet will enable with this type of stuff like the imagine this chip being being inferencing cameras uh, imagine mm -hmm. it being like in self-driving cars which is basically one of the applications i another one of these companies was more concerned with this is like the power budget on these electric cars going forward because you're going to need these electric cars are going to need to be autonomous and the amount of processing that has to happen on board you know yeah you can't burn you can't burn down your battery driving the first four miles down the freeway right for miles, yeah, because it's running lidar and radar is processing constantly, right, and all right. of a sudden, like you got six miles. It drove six. It drove autonomously, but only six miles. Right. <laughs> yeah. What good is that, right? You know, and Elon Musk out there. I mean, yeah. now he's still pushing, right? Just the uh, straight up visual solution, right? He, he really does not like the lidar and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of disingenuous in a little ways because he is still using radar. But he's just combining radar with visual, and he thinks it's better. Now, there are people who, who are in that camp, but we've always said that from a regulatory perspective, they're going to – these cars are going to probably require it. They're going to have to, yeah. The first safety – and they're, they're going to have to be redundant. They're going to have to be – you know, they have three different systems to – Right. Even though you probably only need two, you will probably you will. need a third. I, I can almost um, guarantee I'll, it. I'll, I'll, as well as – that's the way yeah. it goes. So that's that's it's gonna happen. 
that's a lot of data that's being processed mm-hmm. on board, particularly from these LIDAR, um, these LIDAR systems. And so to have something on board that's going to allow you to basically better process all the data that's coming in, because right now it's just special purpose GPUs right. that are just, you know, that just suck, suck power. And this is one of the areas of, of application. Of course, optics is another area of application, um, image recognition, you know, I, sky's the limit with this stuff. And so, yeah, I, I we... You know, in light of the fact that, like, you know, things may not be looking great um, from a outside of a tech perspective, this is this is this is pretty damn cool. And so I I I applaud Light Matter, this small this growing company the, out of Boston. They public or, yet or uh... done? no no they're still they're still uh, I forgot what series round uh, ventures or venture round they're in, but I think they're near either the second or third okay. venture round. They've been around for a little bit, and so. Um, you know, Something to we'll, keep your eye we'll have on. To see. It remains to be seen. Once I'm very, I'm very impressed with it. Um, even if like the company ultimately goes bankrupt, the fact that they, there is, it isn't vaporware. Mm-hmm. It is hardware, and so someone will pick it up and and run with it. Yeah. So, well, that's pretty sweet. So I talked about last episode. Unfortunately, you weren't around, Gary, about the hot mess that is TikTok. Mm-hmm. So with the impending demise of TikTok. Uh, they're winners and they're losers. So what's going on here, and this is kind of a story from, the again, the LA Times, because the LA Times has been really, really good on the TikTok saga because of the fact that TikTok is located in Southern California, your neck yeah. of the woods. And um, there are lots of influencers were really starting to blow up on the platform. The platform was, you know, it was, you know, as I said, you know, in the last episode, like from 2008 to now, the the, the network has grown like hundreds of percent. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a global phenomena. It's addictive. It's 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 because of its AI, the 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 stickiness of its AI algorithm that basically just knows what to feed you. And so people were kind of were, were as things like Vine or or you know what is it Snapchat or or anything else are building brands on top of these. So, but the fact that the that there are there's now uncertainty as of this recording here, we're 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 getting pretty damn close to the the due date mm-hmm. of when ByteDance needs to find a suitor for um, TikTok to divest itself, or it will cease to be able to really do business in the United States. Canada, New Zealand, and Australia, it already can't operate in India. Um, but its ability to get back into India is actually contingent on whether or not this sale goes through. So with that said, there's lots of um, influencers and people who are on these other platforms to diversify. And so TikTok's eventual loss, right, because of all the uncertainty, will be the gain of Snap yeah. and Spotify as basically now Spotify is now allowing a lot of these artists that kind of got their start, you know, kind of like the, um, what are those stupid brothers that were on YouTube that, uh, they started at Vine. Um, Oh God. Uh, you, you know, you know what the brothers I'm talking about, man, they got, no, real big. I don't. Who are um, you talking about? And Paul, Paul's the Paul's <laughs> the Paul's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, come on. Your kids should know. Uh, you have maybe you have the, you have the I, youth. Yeah, the only Pauls I know of is the RuPauls, and that's something completely different. Uh, <laughs> RuPauls, <laughs> Rampauls, and and Ron Pauls, but no, but no, but like they got their start in like um, vines, but then they branched out to YouTube and they created this massive empire. And a lot of TikTok stars are getting real big, 
but with the advent of the with with the threat of this finally being like this might come to an end there's these people are starting to kind of look these influencers are starting to like well how do i branch out and become a brand mm. right and so now they're looking at like well maybe i should spread myself across other social media platforms and so you know spotify they're putting their eggs in one basket otherwise i mean it's easy to make one work right. it's it's work to make others work but you got to do it I think, and it's funny because this has happened. This has happened before because YouTube has done this, has pulled the wool from other mm-hmm. people. Um, his Facebook, for the most part, is going to start pulling the wool from other people, particularly if you say anything relatively um, um, controversial. <laughs> I'm using a lot more asterisks. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a Mel Brooks fan group, and I, I swear to God, I just I want to quote Blazing Saddles all the time. My favorite movie of all time, Cleavon Little, one of the greatest underrated actors of all time. And I can't quote a single damn line from that movie without the threat of being thrown out for 30 days. You know, it's crazy. Jeez, it's a yeah. movie. And so with the, it, it, but yeah, now you see like there's you, you leave yourself exposed if you don't diversify your avenues when it comes to yeah. your brand so podcasts are also another outlet for influencers obviously um you know so they want to diversify their reach away from volatile social media platforms um so one of the big winners going forward will be, will be podcasters who are going to inevitably inevitably be orphaned when some of these social media platforms bans them uh kills their reach on the platform demonetizes mm-hmm. them on the platform and and in and, and in this instance of tiktok like you geopolitics effing with your money right and so it's it, it's kind of it, it's it, it i just found this story a little interesting in the light of the fact that we're we're, we're sort of in the game like we have day jobs but we're sort of in the game and we have always understood, and I and me coming from someone who who idolized, you know, talk radio in the '90s, the spoken word is very, very important. It, 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 you know, I'm not a big video guy. I've been doing more of it lately, but like, there's something to be said about the medium that allows you to weave a story, have people listen to your voice, and have you be able to paint a picture with your voice that they can they can see in their mind's eye. Yeah. And I think podcasting is going to be one of more of those intimate platforms that allows these influencers to kind of diversify away from these kind of social media platforms if they're not vapid and stupid um if they're a little if they're if they're vapid and stupid then they they won't they won't last long but if there's more to them than just you know silly tiktok videos and stuff like that i mean love it or hate only fans that is yet another avenue Right. It's 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 sort of notorious because we know what it's mainly used for, cam girls. And I have no idea what you're talking about. Um Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Boomer dude. Uh I'll let you know. Uh, um I'll let you know in the after show stuff like that because it's a little it's a little rated R and less PG-13. <laughs> but basically there are other methods of basically getting yourself out there. And as people kind of start to realize long-term across all social media platforms, like, whoa, this, I need to have my own revenue stream. 
um i you know maybe i have patreon and subscribe star and paypal and stripe or some other method that allows me to diversify my revenue maybe you know there's more sponsored posts maybe i don't know i do something weird like go back to my own blog right that remember when that was a thing mm-hmm. back in the day and so yeah i think the the winners are definitely going to be people who are actually talented who are ultimately either discovered on tiktok and in this kind of um la times article some of them are artists who you know not only have music but also you know also have you know have podcasts and they also you know talk about brands talk about their other interests and it expands their reach beyond their niche but i those are going to be the winners and i think the winners will be other platforms that allow people to be more expressive and not be beholden to algorithms that change at om you said it best i mean the the you know, when you said that the spoken word allows you to paint a picture through your voice and, you know, you can have one trick, which is your TikTok or whatever. But <clears throat> once you start realizing that other dimension, right, uh, that you can bring to the world, that's not a silly video. That's not just a meme. It's you're, you're trying to be multidimensional. Yeah, you know? it's something it's it, yeah. Yeah, you're trying to be a multidimensional. Like you're trying to be multi-talented, right? It's trying. You're you're kind of like the good old days where you know actresses were dancers and singers, and some of them were even songwriters, and some of them played instruments. And and most people in Hollywood, I mean, most of the more talents talented people in Hollywood and in music play instruments, can right. act. I mean, how many musicians? have made the transition into acting and how many, you know, actors have made the transition into music because they're actually talented. Right. right? And, and this, and this will, this will separate the, uh, the wheat from the chaff. And this is, and so the biggest losers are going to be your one trick ponies or your e-thoughts that are just yep. showing their, showing all their stuff in business. Um, and, and really there's nothing any deeper to what they're doing. Yep. Not everybody can be a Michelle Fawn. Um, if you, to, to, to go a blast from the past, she started doing YouTube tutorials on makeup and now she has this multi-million dollar makeup and lifestyle mm-hmm. empire. And she, you know, some of these creators, um, understood this very early with YouTube. Some didn't, particularly in the political commentary space. And they just got, you know, they got creamed and they, they didn't, they didn't understand why. Well, the, the, the winds of change. The one trick ponies are going to be filtered out anyway. Who's the the one that just died yesterday? Um, the makeup guy. Oh God, what is his name? Was that the person who? No, shot no, no, on no, no, no. They. Uh, this is one okay. who died. Hang on, I'm going to look it up. Um, oh yeah, look it up. I'm curious about that. And that's the thing. You're slave to the algorithm, right? Too. If you talk to a lot of these creators, or you've seen their. YouTube videos where they haven't been on for a while. It's just like, I, I couldn't compete with the algorithm. I just have to, I'm just, just making content. I mean, and you, cr- you create a new indentured servitude in the form of like creating these content farms. That's all YouTube was until like it decided to get all woke and, or, you know, yeah, you know, um, PG was, it was just a content farm. Right. And then these people were just kind of slaving to the algorithm. So this one is that Ethan is Supreme. You familiar with that? Okay. It was just some. I'm not familiar with some guy. I, he's a guy on YouTube, and he basically did makeup tutorials, right? How to apply your makeup. Huh? Um, and this was his one okay. trick. This was his one thing that he did. He, he outside of that, nothing. No talent. No 
no dimension, right? Died of an overdose yesterday, 17 years old. Wow. Whoa. So, you know, I think, I, I think we're going to see, you know, it, the technology piece of it, yeah. I mean, that's going to weed out some of the people that are one-trick ponies. But the, I think but, I mean, yeah, socially. But the, yeah, there's the social aspect. Yeah. So. No, that's sad. That is sad to hear, right? You shouldn't. It's just it's just YouTube, mm-hmm. right? But then a lot, you're right. A lot of these young, these young kids, particularly in this day and age of social media, this derived their value from likes and hits in the algorithm. Not only that, but time, right? So time's another dimension oh, yeah. to it, right? You you may be the hottest star right now, but unless you've got some evolution that you're going to go through or some other uh, value that you're going to add elsewhere, this time's going to pass and you're going to be gone, right? Yeah, right. So yeah, if you if if you are a YouTuber, if you are a TikTok extraordinaire even if you're uh, only fans e thought cam girl step your game up and just spotify is throwing money and iheart is throwing money and these platforms exist this one that we're on right now Streamyard. these things exist to broadcast yourself across multiple platforms and and, and start working on the spoken word being you know or or start or start working on other things that you find of interest that are talented learn how to use your influence and your large audience to continue to give your audience something that they want something that adds value be it your looks entertainment or i don't know maybe talk wax eloquent about you know social issues even if most of these guys are going to talk on the are, are going to espouse about these social issues in a way that I'm not, you know, my the coal cuckles of my conservative heart may not appreciate. At least they're telling their story. At least they're doing whatever. There's opportunity out here, guys. Uh, look at this TikTok thing is just kind of a bump in the a bump in the road. I think ultimately we get to the 20th of September and this kind of this it extends it kind of finish it kind of figures itself out or even if yeah. it goes away i think ultimately we we we, we find you know coming around there but de- it, just something interesting from a technology yeah, deadlines have a way of resolving the issues slipping or we're yeah. slipping no this is true yeah. this is <laughs> or slipping particularly <laughs> slipping so right all right well anyway so Last topic here, just to kind of wrap everything up, to kind of check in on the platform wars and the pressure on platforms via Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act 1996, we now have Republicans in the Senate drafting what is called the Online Freedom and Viewpoint Diversity Act. I hate we that We figured name. it out. It, doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't spell out anything. It's just... They're really wordy. Give me a cheesy acronym or something that says a word or something. This doesn't. Do... That's my biggest disappointment in this. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a Republican bill, so that's not really that's true. That they... stuff. So this is a Republican bill that comes out of the Senate, and uh, <laughs> it was introduced by Lindsey, uh, Lindsey Graham, Roger Wicker, and Marsha Blackburn. And so basically what they want to do is they want to strip away the liability, the liability protections that exist under Section 230 if a platform 
uh, restricts access to kind of content uh, without providing like a specific rule that it violated. That's to get out of jail free because they can always come up with a of, with, of a, course. with a platform rule that right. they violated. That's how they're that's how they're quashing people now. Yeah. Um, so the bill uh, would require platforms to have an objectively reasonable belief that the content violated a specific policy in order for it to be removed, or they could be held liable for their moderation actions. This sounds great, but there's wiggle room in objectively reasonable belief, and, you know, without providing specific rules that it violated, rules for which a lot of these platforms write. I don't understand why conservatives or more enlightened people on the right who are sitting in the Senate, these more populist guys don't understand that like you make laws and rules that will basically sow the seeds of your own destruction. If you're not careful, you're basically reinstituting a fairness doctrine backdoor wise via digital means. This is what I was afraid of. This is why I hate Twitter and Facebook and all these damn platforms that have put their thumb on the scale of ideologically ideological diversity because this is what you get your right flank is exposed and now your populace come in to regulate how you do your job all because you cater to a small constituency of people who might be slightly offended that messages on certain platforms might hurt their sensibilities this is going to screw everybody. I don't, I don't, and like, well, and the people from the left side of the, of the aisle are no better. They, they want their own sets of rules, which is basically just hate speech. Wait, what does that mean? Whatever. It means whatever they want it to mean. Yeah. It's whatever insults their sensibilities. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, that's literally all it is. So this, this was inevitable. This was inevitable. This stems really from the executive order signed earlier in the year to basically the FCC was basically told go out find out how could we redo section 230 to make it fair right and now they've come back with recommendations and now based on those recommendations we're going to have crappy legislation i am i'm going to be shocked that if nothing comes out of the house and that if whatever comes out of the house is 10 times as worse as this this is all bad this is this is, this is the thing i was talking about in my last episode right. which is like when you jump when you involve geopolitical issues politics and we, we really start disentangling technology and these platforms we've built into this morass of like what is fair what is not fair what is objectionable what is hate speech versus that it, it's all subjective right and it changes right i mean there's no there's no mm -hmm. you know it's so easy to move the goalposts and just say okay well this is offensive now to this particular you know, we added a letter to the alphabet or whatever, you know, the, the case is. Yeah. There's no, there's no concrete, you know, and it, and it really makes it impossible to have an honest discussion because you're so afraid, you know, you have to walk on eggshells and stuff because you don't want to take a chance that uh, you're going to, you're going to hurt somebody or you're going to whatever. Yeah, this is this this is that you're you're kind of you always lament about like always trying to make the world sanitary and clean. Correct. And it's not. Yeah, it's a dirty world. And and right. we have to embrace that and we have to adjust to it. I get it, you know. No one wants to sleep in a 
pile of mud, but it's not that dirty, right? I mean, it's it's dirty. Yeah. I mean, no. you and I both know as brewers, right? We have to be careful because there's yeast everywhere, right? All you got to do is leave yeah. a bucket out for 10 minutes and you're going to get yeah. wild yeast in it, right? And that's just the world we live in. You know, the wild yeast that is in the digital world is, you know, commentary. Yeah. They're going to be bad ideas. They're going to be bad ideas. There's going to be, you know, bad words. You know, that, that's one that really makes me so irritated. So people are so afraid of words and I get it. Words mean things, but at the same time, you have to be able to handle them, you know, and you have to be able to discern what the intent is and stuff. I mean, if someone comes, you know, I'm not going to go out in the middle of South Los Angeles and start yelling the N word out in the middle of a intersection somewhere, because number one, it's not me, but number two, I'm not I'm not stupid, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, yeah. am I going to be afraid of it? Also, also it's hot as hell outside. Why would you do oh, that? Oh, it's. Yeah, I wouldn't. Wait, yeah, definitely don't. Yeah. Why would you be afraid of it? Right. I, yeah, it's, it just, it just hurts me deep that we took this beautiful thing that we started with in the early 2000s and this is where it's, this is where it's come. Yeah. Because don't you, don't, don't for the, don't for a minute think that just because the, you know, your MAGA types want to, are going to be like, yeah, yeah, section 230, F it, screw it. And then like, don't, 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 you, you knew you, the reactionary movement will be to push for hate speech codes and laws. It will be. And they're even building into algorithms. You know, we're detecting hate speech. Like I follow a lot of AI groups out of the valley from Alphabet to Twitter to Facebook. They're all thinking, they all think that they can create an algorithm that, um, takes out harmful content and hate speech Ugh. and it's a very subjective thing and and there and you know I'll remember algorithmic bias yeah you remember the episode where we discussed it and it's just like you guys have no idea worldview right i mean twitter it's you know twitter deployed a bot and an algorithm and um combined with uh actual human moderators that that disproportionately to talk about disparate impact disproportionately affected african-american users yep. why because we're very rude to each other on Twitter. Yeah, they didn't get as it. We are in real life. They didn't get it, right? And so, if that's not a a, a blazing example, like a blinding example, to use the proper context here. Oh, it is. Don't no, no. That is. It is a great example of why this stuff's a bad idea. But it doesn't matter because you know, bad word, bad. It's like black gun, scary you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> or orange man bad. Or orange or, man bad, you know. You know, words are violence and. Right, I, I said a word. It, it, okay, but you have no idea why I said that word or from, you know, what place in my brain I was coming from when I said that word. This is where, you know, we try to sterilize it and we, and we try to boil it down to the, the lowest common denominator, or at least, you know, the people who want to filter this crap out. They boil it down to the lowest common denominator, which is this combination of letters or whatever, you know, oh, we're, we're employing an advanced algorithm. Bull punky. Yeah. No. Yeah. Malarkey. Malarkey. There yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Malarkey. 
because we're old, man, and we don't <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know what to use. So yeah, man, oh, we uh, know what so to this, use. Yeah, so this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like, uh, I don't know what this. So this is, you know, it's gonna go in the committee. Um, they're gonna beat on it for a little bit. Um, this isn't this isn't the uh, the first piece of legislation they introduced something back in June as well. So the 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 winds are changing the 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 thing that i have warned about for a better part of a year since we've been doing this podcast is happening because these social media platforms are being retarded all right i I said it they're being stupid and you knew this was coming why do you think you you knew this was coming and you're in you're kowtowing to one side of a rabid base that believes that these platforms are literally responsible for the election of a fascist at the same time (laughs) You're, you're 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 just you're you're sequestering all kinds of speech left and right, thinking that uh, oh well that'll that'll stop the animus. It's they it's like you do realize you're making it worse, right? Right. And so now you're making it worse to people who matter. Those people who matter are starting to complain. Mm-hmm. They're complaining to their their representatives. Those representatives, I mean, they they we like to say we're a republic, but we tend to always been to the will of the mob and they're going to push this legislation you're going to see the same thing from the democrats at some point uh, but of course it's going to be more on uh, we got to get rid of I just we got to sanitize this i really I, I, as opposed to i hate the fact that you know government operates under the assumption that government can fix everything you know, and this is a yeah. this is a great example of that. You know, why do we even need to fix it? No, what we need to do is grow up, and we need to realize <laughs> that you know yeah. it's a dirty world. Who cares? You know, let it. You know, we we're losing the ability to let things go, and we need to just let it go. Yeah, because sometimes it's just it's a it's a it's a rock in your shoe. Okay. Deal with it. No, Gary. No, Gary. We can perfect man. We believe. We in the oh. valley. We in Congress. We in the dominant culture believe in the perfectibility of man. And we can do it by brute force algorithm, damn it. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Because it's worked so well up to this point. Ugh. Yeah, we're building we're, we're we're building a technological tyranny, and I think we just don't know it yet. Yeah, well, we I think I think you and I know it. <laughs> we know it because we work kind of close to it, and we're just like, they're, they're, this can go south quickly, guys, mm-hmm. if you don't understand what you're doing. So, yep, yeah, which is always the case. But yeah, well, all right. Well, on that dour note, <laughs> I don't mean to end the show all terribly like this. <laughs> it's but, all I mean, good. This. Is, it, this <laughs> It's all good, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, guys, to go back to our first story, that's that's what's that's the positive of what's happening, guys. But yeah, let's let's not let's not fool ourselves into thinking that like there aren't dark times ahead before we get to the Star Trek future that I've always been preaching. So, right, all right, man. What else you want to bum about, man? Or, or are we? I think we're done, man. Drink some of that red, bro. I, I already, yeah, I got to get more. Got my first yeah. colonoscopy <laughs> last week, so that was good. Got that done and out of the way. All right, you're not dying. That's good. Not dead That's good. yet. Um, preventative stuff is very good. Yeah, not dead yet. One of these days. And you got a COVID uh, negative. Apparently, I mean, yeah, I you were COVID negative. took the test and they- Oh, yeah, that's right. They didn't 
Yeah. It's just, it, I don't understand these things. If you're positive, we'll call you. If you're negative, don't worry about it. Well, thanks. <laughs> you know, one or the other. <laughs> So, but yeah, but I will, I will, I will, I will plug the uh, preventative maintenance thing and go get your colonoscopy. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Piece of cake. Did they put you under? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a good nap. If, if anything, guys, it's a good nap. A buddy of mine asked me, he goes, uh, he said, did they put a chip in you while you were under? And I said, dude, they could have put a cantaloupe in me if while I was under. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff was good. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever it is, man. I, I, I haven't had one myself. I'm telling you, yes. Uh, yes. Just get it done. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gents. I think we can wrap it up there. Get your colonoscopies. <laughs> Thank you for logging in. Thank you for your servers. I am Thaddeus Preston. You can follow me at Nick Way. You can go to blogs.relativeprogress.com. I'm going to try to appear more on some MLGA podcasts just to kind of spread myself even thinner than I am, as well as my frequent appearances on the Armenian Council for Truth and Journalism. So you got anything to plug, Gary? I'm good right now. Just need to go eat something. Yeah. I need to actually cook dinner, but... I have one more show to do after this. So with that said, thank you guys again for logging in. Thank you for your servers. We're out. Bye, everyone. Bye.